0: Um, I'm Mary Frances. And I'm Jenna. And And together together we are insanely relative. relative.
1: Welcome, everyone. This is our first live show. It is May 5th, 2021. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Also, happy birthday to my youngest son, Matthew. Um, Today's podcast is going to be about health and wellness with health coach Jenna Weiss. And the quote that Jenna and I chose for today my jenna my niece (laughs) is if you don't manage your emotions your emotions will manage you and i think we can all relate to that one because anytime anything kind of goes awry and if you give in to your emotions it can either you know go downhill very quickly or if you have a really good attitude then you can bring it back on an upswing Yes. (laughs) So this this podcast comes at a perfect time because Jenna and I stole away this weekend with our families. Um, We went out to Tioga County, Pennsylvania, which is Mm -hmm. just that's my reset. Beautiful. I love it there. Beautiful there. And we threw caution to the wind, and we ate, and we drank, Mm -hmm. and we. I mean, we got fresh air, right? But yes, we did. (laughs) um, It snowed Friday night, like which was insane. Quarter of an inch of snow. So, and then the we'll next day, it was seventy and beautiful. But yes, we ate very odd. We drank and we enjoyed life. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. So, Jenna Weiss, how did you? Yes, meet Jenna. So,
0: I met her. I was following a friend um, on Facebook, her health journey, and I was watching how she was going through this. And I, and one day, thought, you know what, I need to reach out to her and ask her who she, you know, how what she's doing. And she sent it to me and she connected me with Jenna. Oddly, her name was Jenna. And I thought, well, this must be a sign. <laughs> this is great because you don't meet a lot of Jennas in life. I'll tell you that much. Right. Um, so I started, you know, uh, talking to her and, and, you know, having her health coach, uh, health coaching services. Right. And um, it's been the next level that I've needed to get me, you know, out of my little rut. To so, kick you in
1: the butt. To kick me. And the butt, so yeah. To speak, yeah. Because you look great. Thank you. I mean, you. You're, I mean your, your face is a lot more slim. Thank you. And, no, and honestly, you, you can't just, see us, so you just, don't know. You look like you feel better. I do. I feel a lot better. And
0: she's really good at helping me soundtrack. on track. Yeah. So why don't we uh, yeah. talk about a little bit about Jenna, and then we'll introduce
1: her. Okay, so Jenna had sent us a little bio on herself, and I will read that to you. So Jenna is a certified health coach specializing in coaching people to living their most optimal life in the areas of physical, mental, and financial health. Her passion for health comes from a place of knowing how desperate a person can feel to want to feel better and have no clue what step to take first. As a former teacher and busy mom of five children, (laughs) Jenna found herself feeling like life was happening to her and not for her. She was in the prime of her life and barely holding on, feeling depleted of energy, unable to focus or be present with her biggest blessings, her children and her husband. She knew something needed to change and found herself at rock bottom in her physical, mental and financial well-being. So two and a half years later, she's journeyed through maintaining her 35-pound weight loss and continued using simple tools, and resources to help manage her emotions and pursue living the healthy lifestyle that she never thought possible. Jenna's biggest takeaway from struggling with her own poor health choices for so long was that having accountability, community, and education is paramount to being successful. Jenna has been able to coach hundreds of others through a process of learning healthy habits as they learn to live their most optimal lives. When Jenna is not homeschooling her children or coaching others to live their best healthy life, you will find her curled up with a good Jane Austen movie or planning her family's next getaway to travel somewhere new. Jenna enjoys hiking, biking, and kayaking during the summer or warmer months with her husband Chris of 15 years. So without further ado, welcome Jenna.
2: Hi guys, thank you. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes, we can. Yay. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. I feel so special. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being our
1: first. Absolutely
2: life and share the day-to-day things that we all tend to think about and talk about it's such a it's such a fun thing to be a part of and listen to so I really appreciate the opportunity to share my story and um, where I've come from and um, where I keep going just on my journey it's been so cool to get to know Jenna the other Jenna <laughs> and I um, <laughs> Honestly, I told her, I said, I know technically you're a client, but you know, honestly, as you share these things in life together, um, even our last session, I believe I shared more life with her than she shared with me. I said, (laughs) it's been been nice to get to know know Jenna as a friend too. So thank you.
0: Sure. Oh, it's been great getting to know you. We have a lot more in common than we thought, huh?
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not just the name or the initials.
0: Right. Right.
2: Yeah. So. Um, did you want to talk questions first or you want me to kind of share some things I was thinking about? Um
0: maybe share some things you're thinking about, what you were thinking about talking about today and you know how you're gonna what how you're gonna go about it.
2: Absolutely. Um so today I really just wanted to share um three tips for emotional mastery because I think that as a health coach and continuing my own journey and commitment to being leading a healthy lifestyle that's something that oftentimes we miss when we start thinking about our health um most people come to me because they have a pain point of wanting to lose weight and while that's important and something that affects us and does affect our health i find that um they don't really think about, oh, do I need to learn how to manage my emotions to get this annoying 40 pounds off? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's really not the first thing um, people think about. So I wanted to go ahead and share um, those tips with you guys today in hopes of reaching people that may not have thought about that and um, some tips of, of how you can get started even right after listening to this
1: podcast. That'd be great. Yeah, that's a really valid point because I don't think, I mean, I wouldn't think of that. I just get down on myself. Yeah, exactly.
2: Absolutely, so really the first thing that when we think about emotionally ma- emotional mastery is having an awareness of um, what's affecting us every second of our day. Um, you know, there is this, this that's, that is our emotions every second of our day. We, we kind of might not be aware of that, But the very first step and tip for having emotional mastery is being aware and saying, man, like, what am I feeling right now? And identifying that. And then your awareness starts to just um, become even more um, important to you as you as you move through your day. Just gaining that awareness and identifying. Um, I've also heard it said that, you know, energy plus motion equals emotion, right? So the energy that we're putting forth through the day often has to do with our emotions and the actions that we have after have to do with where we're starting in our emotions. If we're not even aware that we're having an emotion, chances are we're kind of just moving through life automatically. And sometimes we have habits that we're using automatically that just really aren't helpful. So that really, that first tip that I would say, is, you've got to be able to name what you're feeling, Thinking about what you're feeling and saying it. Sometimes we need to write it down. That's where journaling can come in, um, or reach out to a friend and just be like, "This is how I feel today." Bam, and and lay it out there. Um, the second yeah, thing, yeah that's, that's helpful.
1: Great.
2: Yeah, the second thing is really just understanding and making sense of it. So sometimes we can. Be aware of how we feel. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm angry, right? You know, I mean, <laughs> you feel that emotion. Um, sometimes it's it's physical, but we don't. We might not even understand. Like, well, why did that make me so mad when I got that text in? Or, um, you know, what what's making me me feel sad today? I don't know if you've ever woken up and just had a feeling and you're not really sure what what's underlying. But we have to sit with it for a little bit. Um, I've shared with my own health coach because you know even if i've lost the weight i'm still on a journey of of making sure that i stay healthy so i still have that accountability and someone to talk to but i've talked to her it's like sitting in your dirty diaper <laughs> and maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's cuz i have five kids and i've had lots of diapers around me but i think of it as sitting in that kind of emotional dirty diaper and going yeah i i'm angry i don't feel good or i'm sad or i'm having my own little i've said you know adult tantrum but I sit mm-hmm. there and then I have to make sense of it. And that making sense of it is really deciding that you want to change your diaper. It's time to get that stinky one off. <laughs> and, and figure out um, why do I feel this way? I'm ready to get this off. I'm ready to take the next action step. And honestly, how it can when you make sense of an emotion, sometimes it's absolutely identifying how do we physically feel with that emotion. So oftentimes when we're experiencing anxiety, we're having stomach issues or we have um, kind of that butterfly feeling. It's oftentimes digestive. And so we kind of have to go, oh yeah, I do feel that. Um, like I talked about feeling angry. You'll often feel your cheeks getting red or your, your jaw is clenched. Um, you might not be taking deep breaths. You're taking shallow breaths. So that's something to be aware of. Um, and when you can start um, having that awareness, okay, I feel angry. And then actually putting it into a physical, realizing the physical things that you do when you feel that way, that's, you start asking questions. Well, why do I feel this way? Um, what triggered me to feel this way? What are Mm -hmm. my surroundings right now? That's really making me feel this, this, um, feeling, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Um, and then last but not least, um, It's how do we act then now that we know these things, now that we have the awareness and now that we have an understanding and we kind of have an idea now is when the action comes in and we have to align it with our values. So, Oftentimes, when we do something that doesn't align with our values, right, we get disappointed. You talked about, you know, feeling shameful or guilty. Um, Mm -hmm. So if if I bring this into like a health perspective, when people commit and say, okay, look, I'm ready to live a healthy lifestyle, we often go right to nutrition. What am I going to eat? How am I going to move my body? And while nutrition is a very you know, obviously a very important part of it. If we don't deal with the emotions, the nutrition part will only last for so long before we go right back to old habits, because we haven't dealt with the root. So when we get to that point of, okay, now we've understood and made sense of them, if we're not acting in alignment with our values, most of us have a lot of integrity. Integrity is a value that we hold. So when we commit and openly say we're going to do something, so for example, live a healthy lifestyle, And then, um, we go back on our word. Not only can we struggle with not trusting ourselves anymore, but we start feeling like we don't have integrity because we, uh, with other people that we've shared with, we're just like, Oh great. We have that feeling of shame and we live there. And instead we just go back to comfort, even if they're habits that don't serve us. So we get a reprieve of feeling that honestly, feeling the dirty diaper. (laughs) So, uh, we we start to have to learn how to act in alignment with our values. And even if we realize, man, you know what? I, I didn't just act in alignment with my values. The next step is to start acting in alignment with your values. Acknowledge it. Release that. Um, release yourself from it. It doesn't help to sit in that shameful, guilty feeling. And then how do I take that next step? Um, and like I've said, having a health coach for me has obviously helped me work through those steps. And, and I think Jenna can attest to that as well.
0: Yes. Yeah, and I think too that reminds me of what you you have said before. If you do falter and you do, you know, have a weekend like we just had, which was a good <laughs> weekend, which was a great way. weekend, but <laughs> whoo, some of the food choices. Um, so if you do have that, that you are never back at the beginning, like you make that clear, Jenna, how you now have resources to get yourself back on track that you may not have had before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, and never to you know even if I, I tell this to, I mean, people don't like to think this way, but even if I gained every last pound of the 35 pounds that I initially lost and I gained it all back, I would never say I'm starting over on day one. Right. Like, right. I might have to, you know, tweak my nutrition plan again because I've allowed other habits to come back into my life, but I am never starting back on day one again because I have this toolbox of information and resources to pour into that i did not have on my initial day one when i reached out to my health coach and said oh my goodness what what can i do um how do i take that next step i felt so desperate and that's why it's not because i'm like oh i love to share with people and now i do i was scared to share with people before i you know um your identity gets wrapped up into what other people are going to think of you but honestly Mm -hmm. When you've been in such a low place and you found some type of freedom that you never thought you could found, that is what fuels me to keep sharing and um, take opportunities like this, even though it's it can be scary, right? I, I kind of say, do it scared anyway. Just go ahead and do do that because you're sharing um, and, and you sharing might be someone else's freedom. So I think that's important right. too to share with one another um, how we work through these things.
1: Right. And, and that's kind of why actually Jenna and I do the podcast because we feel that there are life experiences that can help people Mm -hmm. and things that you've been through that if it just helps one person realize that they're not alone in their struggle with something, then that is key. And I really wish you could see Jenna and I, because we're literally nodding our head (laughs) up and down to everything you're saying. Yes, we are. Um, I do have a question. I know you've re-
0: you've touched on this, but I know there may be people listening, thinking, you know, OK, if I'm if I have to manage, I'm going to get my emotions managed so that I can get my you know, health in a good, you know, good direction. How do I not allow? And this is the scale versus no scale question. How do I not allow that scale? Like some people are driven by that and some people are deflated by that. Um, and on some days I'm driven and some days I'm deflated. So it depends on the week. Um, I think it depends on the number on the, it depends on the number. <laughs> no, it actually depends on the week. If I'm having like a, I really did good this week. I worked out. I, I did my, my steps every day. I hit my points. And that scale says, you know, oh, you gained two pounds. I'm a little bit more gracious with myself. But if I didn't do all those things
1: mm-hmm. and the scale
0: says that, I'm not as gracious. So I know that you talk about the that scale, you know, issue that many people have. So how would you how would you address that?
2: Yeah, that's a really, really good question. <clears throat> um, I struggled that with myself and my own bout in my own health journey. Um, it's still something I actually work on with my coach even currently, because what what's really behind stepping on the scale, typically, it's emotions. <laughs> so if mm-hmm. you think about, you know, Um, The scale had a very negative connotation growing up because um, I can think of a very pivotal moment all the way back to fourth grade when our teacher had us um, make little bodies, cut out bodies of ourselves. And Mm -hmm. um, we wrote down our height, our weight. It was also the year, I mean, I was in the the 80s, okay, or 90s, I guess, in elementary school, but I was born in the 80s. So you started having the BMI chart, and they would tell you, like, what category you were in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I hated the BMI. (laughs) I know. I know. And now I use it as a tool. But then – All the kids, you know, you took your little cut out kids and you shared them with each other. So what does everybody rest? Well, how much do you weigh? Well, how much do you weigh? Well, we didn't understand height versus weight versus whatever. I was also the second tallest in the class, but I remember being um, the heaviest. And so mm-hmm. all of a sudden, and then people, oh, you weigh a lot more than me. I mean, this is boys, right? Boys and girls in fourth grade, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, so all of a sudden that seemed negative because I was different. So I can I can think of a time way back there where where I started to have a negative connotation with the scale. Now not everybody has that, but then even in my journey, um, you know, with different programs that I had tried the focus was on the scale and so you would get on the scale and you would decide whether or not that, that day was, that week was good or not by the scale. And that was really your main focus on whether you had success. I mean, that's what you did before you went to a meeting, you got on the scale, you figured it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I did as my, I don't know about everybody else. So I was taking rubber bands off my, you know, hair ties <laughs> off my <eyes>. wedding bands <laughs> would go on the counter, you know, you're taking the flip flops off. So, I mean, it's so silly, but, um, When I think about that now, the tips that I give are I want you to really think about who you are and what your worth is and who your identity is, because the scale does not tell you that the scale is the gravitational pull to the earth, as my own health coach has said, it does not give you your um, your worth or tell you like what other accomplishments you have made, what what heart work you've done, what mind work you've done, um, how much you love your kids, all these things that matter to you. It's not sharing with you your values. Now, it will share with you, have you been um, consistent with what you set out to do? And that's why the scale can sometimes hurt us in our minds because we're like, okay, no, I didn't. But oftentimes, like a weekend, you guys had a great weekend, you chose that you chose mm-hmm. to, um, you know, maybe not stick to what your nutritional plan was, but you made that choice. You didn't let the food control you. So you'd made that right. choice. So if you get on the scale on Monday, and you see that those choices showing up on the scale, you're not mm-hmm. going well, how could I? I no. am <laughs> ever. You're like, no, you're remembering I had some fun with Mary Frances this weekend. That was a blast. <laughs> And you know what, I might be having a little detox day today. So I'm going to accept that consequence, because I chose it. And then I'm going to move on.
1: But yeah, we drink a lot of water on Monday.
2: (laughs) That that can help for sure. Um, So it really becomes just knowing yourself, viewing the scale, putting the scale back in its place. Um, The scale is a tool. So is measuring your waistline. You can not lose weight and lose inches around your waist. I mean, and also not being obsessed. If you find yourself getting on the scale every single day and your mood is dependent upon what that number says, get off the scale. That scale is not helping you in your journey at all. Um, And really a healthy habit you know, if you're actively trying to lose weight, you don't want to get on the scale except for once a week anyway to give your body a full week to um, show a difference and compare from that week. Um, okay. And even if someone likes to get on the scale every day and that's just a habit they've already installed and they don't want to take that away, get on the scale every day, but then compare your weight the Monday before to the Monday now. Um right. And and just remember what choices you did make. We are so good at um lying to ourselves or thinking, well, I didn't do that bad. You know, but as you know, Jenna, you'll read back through a, a yes concert, a food journal and be like, What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like of course, of course this is. So yeah, of course nutrition plays a role in that, but we have to also Um, you know, we've got to put food in its place. It doesn't fuel, Mm -hmm. you know, food is fuel. And oftentimes, food isn't in the place that it needs to be for ourselves either. And that's something else I've really had to take ownership in my journey.
1: Um, So you had touched on the food journal, and I had done that I worked with a nutritionist whom I absolutely adore. And she helped me through a lot. um, When I was suffering a lot with anxiety, and I realized it was different food choices that I was making that was making me actually feel out of balance. But the food journal, can you touch on that? Because I found that very helpful. Absolutely. Um, Different
2: people journal uh, to help themselves have an idea. I find that the journaling really helps you with your bites, licks, and tastes. So um, number one, I'm just going to be really transparent here. I do not like to food journal. So because I do not like to food journal, that actually kept me in check with what I was eating because the thought of having to get my notebook out and write it down was like, oh, I don't want to do right. that. Um, So that was kind of a funny thing that was helpful for me, but also being able to reflect back and, and really see, okay, well, this is what I put into my body. Um, You know, even the apps, if you, if you like to be more technologically savvy, there's um, a lot of different apps that you can use and track your food very easily, but that, and they even do the math for you and show you your macros and can say, look, you were really high, high up on the fat instead of. Um, the carbs, which can actually be better, you know, but sometimes you go, Oh, wow, I just ate a boatload of carbs, even though they were um, 100 calorie snacks. And so no wonder I was really hungry. So obviously, food journaling can really help you on your journey to be honest with yourself. And then to also get feedback, if you are working with someone, I mean, health coaches aren't here to slap food out of your hand, right? We're not even (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's like, I did, you know, technically it was a health coach for my husband, but it's like, I'm not around following him going now. Do you really want to eat that? Is that something you want to put in? Is that fueling your body? No, that's just, that's frustrating. So we want eventually to help our clients to um, have empowerment over that. You know, I don't want to be controlled by food. So, Hey, is this going to fuel my body? Is it going to move my health forward? Or is it going to move my health backwards? And what are the consequences of that? So food journal can really help anybody that's helping you stay accountable. You know, Mm -hmm. you can easily send a picture, uh, a snapshot of that so that we get a, a full picture of what's happening and say oh yeah well here even though fruit is really awesome there's some fruit that has a lot more natural higher sugar so while you're in a weight loss you might want to stay away from some of these fruits but you know this fruit has a lower glycemic index so there can be some frustrating things about food you might not even understand mm-hmm. as you're trying to um you know reduce your body fat
1: Right. And I also found from journaling, too, that when you felt like sometimes you'd get a headache or something and you could look back and see what food might have triggered that because of, you know, whether it was more processed or whatnot.
2: Correct. Yeah, that's very helpful.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, funny thing about the journaling, Jenna, and you know this, I, hi- I do this little thing where I highlight with a yellow mark marker, highlighter. The things that I ate that probably were not great choices so that the next day I can remind myself, hey, if you have a headache or you have a stomach ache or you're feeling a little, you know, heavier, not weight wise, but just like weighed down. So some days I can see through the paper how many (laughs) how many yellow lines there are. And I won't even look at it because I'm like, clearly that was not a good day. (laughs) So now the goal is because, you know, every week I have these little things that I do now. The goal is. How many yellow lines do you see through the back of that paper? There better not be more than two. (laughs) This is like my little trigger thing. It's just something I've tried to do.
2: Yeah. And essentially that's, that's a cue for you. You know, as you're establishing a habit that, that Mm -hmm. cue is like, oh, I need to really assess. And maybe it's an emotional thing. Like I really need to assess my emotions today because I was really reactive yesterday Um, and that journal is a cue for you to be reflective and then to set up your goals for that day. Right. Um, Which is super important as we're forming our habits. Sometimes we need those cues for ourselves, especially visual ones.
1: Yeah. So I know Jenna and I were talking because um, you know, she's been doing this for a little while and I've I've been trying to be really good for a while and I've kind of plateaued and as have I. (laughs) And that can be very frustrating because you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And you still plateau and then you, because I I am very aware of the fact that my jeans are very tight and that (laughs) drives me nuts because can I just do a public service announcement? If anybody is sitting there in yoga pants or sweatpants right now, go put on a pair of jeans because (laughs) (laughs) it's a reality check. Yes. Yes.
2: Truth. Truth truth moment right there um yeah I mean think about even the pandemic right we weren't really seeing people um Mm -hmm. so even us health coaches just throwing that out there thankfully we have a really strong virtual community and we were really used to zoom and doing things like that so people could see us but you know reach we we were like listen put on your jeans (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) eventually we will see people and you're not going to be happy about that right right um, that, that does helpful, But, you know, with a plateau, uh, sometimes we have to really that that's where another where the food journal can come in handy, too, because we think we're doing OK, but maybe there's something that we've um, a habit we've picked up on. Like for me, sometimes driving through and grabbing coffee. That's one of those quote unquote rewards, right? Like, oh, I'm going to have a cup of coffee. Well, then it's like, well, I used to order the sugar-free with almond milk. And then all of a sudden I'm back to, well, I don't need the almond milk. I'll just do cream, but I'll do sugar-free. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, just a little sugar doesn't help you. (laughs) And then you start you start negotiating your goals or you pick up on a habit or go back to a habit that isn't helpful for you, but it's usually those daily habits. So I like to really just do an assessment of those um, specific things. How much water am I taking in? What does my food look like? Um, and, you know, what is my habits of motion? So like when I was having a, an injury issue with my hips, I really realized, you know, you really have to be on point with your nutrition if your movement goes down in your in your plan of what you're doing. So that was keeping me really honest in my nutrition because I couldn't just go hike three miles um, and Another thing about that is you don't ever want to just go hike three miles because you ate a box of donuts. That's, (laughs) that's a really unhealthy habit and tie to, that's not a good cue for, for movement. Movement is a gift, right? Like we are so lucky and blessed that we're able to move. Um, And so we want to be, we want movement to get to a place where it's not punishment for ourselves, but it's something we get to do. Um, And that's just another, again, what does that have to do with a lot of our emotions? Why do we want to go hike three miles after we've eaten a box of donuts? Well, because our alignment with our values isn't, you know, we committed to this health thing. We yada, yada. You can see how this emotion backs up Mm -hmm. from what's going into our mouths and how we move. And when we have that plateau, it can be frustrating, but what we need to do is just go back to a systems check and get really honest with ourselves. Maybe we stopped measuring. I mean, How many people love to measure every single morning in their coffee? It's not my favorite, but once you start doing it, like you get, cute little you make it you make it appealing right you get Mm -hmm. cute little tablespoon holders that are nailed up I mean Jenna you love organization so I'm sure you could have a really cute like metal bird nesting things nailed by the coffee maker and you measure it. You go back to measuring your two tablespoons and you put it in. Because it's not that cream is bad. It's that a half a cup of cream is bad.
1: (laughs) Right. Well that's that's very valid point. Yes. Yes.
0: And you think a little here and a little there isn't affecting you but I've noticed in my you know, in my uh, journey here that it does affect me because um, it might be, oh, like you're saying with the coffee, it might be, I'm having, I had two cups of coffee and I really could go for a third, but how, how much cream are you now having? Because you've put, you know, how yeah. much in each cup. So it's definitely, and I know to some people that may sound so small, but that is contributing to all of the other things that are triggering me. Like if I'm drinking three cups of coffee, I'm definitely wanting chocolate. Because coffee and chocolate go together for me. So I need to check myself and be like, should you really drink the coffee? Because it's going to force you to want chocolate. And then you're going to have to stop and think about it and make yourself not eat it, or you're going to eat it. And you're going to be upset with yourself. So there's always this constant emotion behind every choice you're making, um, which I think goes along with what you're saying today, Jenna. And sometimes, like you said about... <laughs> don't eat a box of donuts and then go for the run or whatever, or the hike. Okay. I do it the opposite. I'm like, I did, you know, five miles. I'm eating the donut. Right. So, but then I find that I feel terrible after that because I'm like, not, so guilty. not guilt, not so much guilty, just sick. Like I don't feel well, that, good. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something that has changed um, on my daily weekly Thing. Not not this weekend, but no. But we didn't have donuts, so that was good.
1: No, you brought donut holes. Yes, you oh, did. Oh, I did. You're right. <laughs> Don't tell my health coach this. This is not. So- I brought <laughs> eggs and barbecue <laughs> chicken, and this one brings donuts and cookies. Oh well, there were children, so. <laughs> but we'll yeah, about I about
2: think. Friday time.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. She's gonna be like, so. <laughs> tell me more about this weekend. Well, the funny um, thing was, though, on Saturday. Nobody really wanted to go out to breakfast because there right. was snow on the ground and everything. So everybody did kind of nosh on the donuts. Yeah. And I know throughout the day, everybody was kind of more tired and yes. just cranky. Yeah. And then on Sunday, when we had, I made egg sandwiches and everybody just seemed to have more energy. Right. Well, right. They started their day a little bit better. Yeah.
0: You know. Um. But it it is funny. It is funny how you can literally trace back to you are what you eat. What you've put in your body.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It is. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah. Okay. If you asked a question,
2: I did have a phone call come in. I don't oh, know No, no, I didn't. I
0: just said it's it's <laughs> we said you are what you eat. You are what you eat essentially. Like you feel, you know, yes. you feel what you eat and and although it's not all about the food, it's it's a very good part of it because it's not just eating to feel full it's eating and then feeling guilty. It's eating and then not feeling, you know, Oh, I didn't eat the right thing today. Or, Oh, I did really good today. So it definitely, it definitely could, your emotions are affected
1: by it. Well, I think, and when you correlate that, like you talk about like, well, what do you do when you're bored? You eat. What do you do when you're sad? You eat. Mm -hmm. But if you have other tools like Mm -hmm. Jenna has given you and like Maureen has given me, you tend to make better decisions. Don't you agree, Jenna? Absolutely. Ah.
2: And it goes back to the different stimulus and responses that we have. I mean, we have a reactive brain and we have the rational brain. Mm -hmm. And so our reactive brain is often just reacting to emotion out of habit. You know, we, you know, well, when this happens, I do this, when this happens, I do this. And so we're really Mm -hmm. working on I mean, we're changing our brain, we're changing the patterns in our brain, we're going, hey, we're going to make a new groove, we're not going down that groove anymore. And that groove might be like, for me, 38 years in the brain. <laughs> so I'm right, that- I'm having to put roadblock signs. Nope, not going down that one. We're going to go down <laughs> this one. Um, but it's, it's how we're made. And so we, you know, feeling guilt and shame over how we're made, doesn't serve us, but learning how to choose differently. Once we're aware, once we've identified awareness, and we've understood why we're feeling the way we feel now, it's the time. Okay. Well now you know what to do. What do we do next? Um, one of the, uh, this is the, the last little tip I'll give you here, but we call this stop challenge and choose. And when we have this reactive brain and we have a rational brain, it's very hard to react um, the way we would like to and in an alignment with our values. If we don't give ourselves a space, we need to create that pause in our lives, even just mm-hmm. a very short one. So we create time for areas of higher thought to be present because if someone cuts us off as we're driving, um, w- what's our initial response usually?
1: Well, I don't know that we could say that on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: So a kid, a kid friendly response would be like, no, anger. Why, yeah, anger. Why did we do that? What, you know, why did you cut me off? I mean, we have no idea what's going on on their planet, right? We have zero idea, but our initial response is usually frustration. But if we learn to go, okay, that guy cut me off. I really wanted to whatever, say something I can't say on the podcast, right. <laughs> switch it to a deep breath, taking three deep breaths actually changes us over into that rational response mm-hmm. um, it seems so simple and my kids I mean they will I'll say you know to even to my three-year-old I take a deep breath and she because I've done it since she was 18 months old she does um, my older kid Aww. actually my older kids actually be like breathing doesn't work that doesn't help me I'm like it actually does it's, it's essential to life but um, once you know we just sometimes have that tantrum and we don't want to but if you take three deep breaths you're able to then challenge your yourself and go, is that the response I really want to have? Does that response really act in alignment Uh with my values that I have? If the answer is no, you, you have that choice then, and then you can own the choice that you make after that. And usually if we've confronted ourselves or challenged ourselves, we make a choice that's in more alignment with our value. Um, and it's the same with food choices. It's the same with relationship choices. Um, when somebody has said something, it never hurts us to take those deep breaths and give ourselves a space and time. Um, you can even just take a sip of water, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to sit with that. What you just said for a moment. I I'm not mentioning names, but like, you know, my spouse, perhaps I take a drink of water. Many, times when we're talking. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's because that's helpful for our relationship. He doesn't really want to hear what I say, what my Im- immediate thought is. So I need to give I need to give myself some space because I care. I value the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not value the car that swerves in front of you, but you know, they're a human being. They have a life. There's something could be, they're probably having a rough day or they miss right. the train or whatever. And if we sit with that and we really think about, what our values are. We're not really looking to make them more angry or frustrated by what they did to us. Yeah.
1: Right. That's a really
2: good,
0: valid point. It is very valid. And, um, I just want to be the first to say that stop challenge and choose is very difficult and it comes up probably a million times a day. And I'm not as good as you, Jenna, at sipping water and not making comments to my husband.
1: (laughs) Maybe switch
0: to wine. I really should start. Maybe, maybe I should start with the water sipping and see if that helps. (laughs) Listen, it helps you with your habits of healthy
2: hydration too. Just gonna throw that out there. It does. It does.
1: <laughs> this is true. As I have my water here next to me. Oh my gosh. Well, we we're gonna put on our website how to get in touch with you, Jenna. Would you like to share any um, emails or sites or anything that you have? Yeah, that's great. <laughs>
2: I have lots of free resources um, for anybody that wants to get in touch. I also offer free health assessments. Um, That's one thing that I love about health coaching is there's so much I can just give to you for free. Lots of people say, well, I can't do that. It costs too much money. I mean, obviously, there are programs that can help you. Um, expedite your weight loss, of course, in a very healthy way and scientific way. The weight will come off, but really, where the I find the most important um, changes in your life is changing your habits and figuring out how to have that emotional mastery over your life, because that trickles down into everything else. And I'm um, like, stop, challenge, and choose. It's a free PDF written by Dr. Wayne Scott Anderson. Um, who has studied behaviors and is a mastery of that and um, has helped thousands and thousands of people, even worldwide. And so that's something that I can give you for absolutely free. So um, I'm going to post on your Facebook as well with my email address. And then you can always friend me. I have... um, a public profile so you can friend me and I can message you um, over f- Facebook Messenger and um, send you the resources that way. But if you mention um, Insanely Relative, I would be happy to, um, if you decide to become a client, then I'd like to offer a discount for you guys having me on here and being able to reach more people um, and getting healthy.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Thank you. <clears throat> Absolutely. And we do, we really appreciate you. you are our first guest and you are such a joy and just everything that you have said just resonates so much with, I think so many people. So thank you. And I love your energy. Yes. She has great energy. You really have to watch her little lives on Facebook because she's so
0: uplifting. You really are.
2: Oh, thank you so much.
0: Thank sure, you. Thanks
2: for being on our podcast. Absolutely. Thank you. Have thank a great day.
1: You too. <laughs> thanks, Jenna. So I think. Just to finalize, I think we go back to the quote. And, yes. you know, Jenna was amazing. And the quote now will make, I think, even more sense for people that if you don't manage your emotions, your emotions will manage you. Yes, they will. It's proven on a daily basis. A daily basis. <laughs> but seriously, go change into your jeans. I'm not even kidding. Yes. You will thank me. And put down the donut. Trust us. <laughs> Everyone have a beautiful rest of your week. Namaste. Namaste.